Hello, everybody. This is Dean with the X-Files podcast. I'm going to be joined by Josh in just a minute here. Actually, this is a little bit of a weirdo time travel thing because I'm telling you what's about to happen, even though I didn't know it was happening at the time. And that's uh, pretty simple. We had a little bit of a recording snafu on the blood episode. And uh, consequently, we had to use a backup recording. That backup recording, of course, was Mixler uh, because when you broadcast on Mixler as a... uh, content creator, you can have the live show recorded. So what you are about to hear is a recording of the live show. That means the sound quality is not quite where we want it to be. Um, This was a simple error, and uh, I apologize for it. So just understand that it's going to sound a little bit different. I cleaned it up as much as I can. It's not as bad as other fuck-ups we've had. (laughs) So that's the good news. The bad news is that it's just not going to be the same exact quality, and I didn't want to not address it because it is clear that there is a little bit of a difference, and I wanted you all to know that we know, and uh, we will endeavor to ensure it does not happen in the future. So I'm going to shut my mouth and uh, step out of the way and allow the episode to start. Welcome back to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. I'm Dean. I'm Josh. And on this week's episode, we bring you Season 2, Episode 3, Blood. We're going postal, baby, with X-Files today. That's what we're doing. That was a term, Josh, that came about in this time period. Going postal. And who better than to go poster, poster, than to go postal, than William Sanderson, Edward Funch, or however you say his name. J.F. Sebastian? J.F. Sebastian, absolutely. Dude, going postal. That's this whole episode. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it is crazy that that was a, that was a term just like in the nomenclature. Yep, it became a term in the nomenclature. It was a thing because of the, I guess, the disproportionate amount of people who shot up mail houses. I think it was actually mail, like postal employees. Yeah, yeah, shot, going, shot going postal. Right. <laughs> going, right, they right. were going postal. Post post offices must be like, whew, we're in the clear now, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of other stuff over our heads. A lot of other a lot of other places, you know, right? It's crazy to think that way. Yeah. It's weird. At, you know? at one point in the, the innocence of the American 90s, mm-hmm. like postal workers were a threat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a it's a uh, it's a draconic culture working in a mailhouse, Josh. <laughs> and every once in a while, you have to remind people that the aggression will not stand. Yeah, well, JF Sebastian, man, this 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 old boy, William William Sanderson, this old boy. You know, I'm just gonna just gonna blow something right off the front and uh, mention a listener comment from uh, a little bit of fresh meat in the Facebook group, Miss mm. Andrea Johnson, not to be confused with Andrea Lencioni also known as the Jersey Devil. Um, Fresh meat here. This episode exemplifies pathos for me. Awesome. The minute it starts, I've always tended to avoid it on rewatches because of that. Compassion for the bad guy is less or more enjoyable as an X-File. Otherwise, it's a relatively solid episode, but it doesn't even come close to my top 10 from season two alone. So I want to read that for a couple reasons. One, to, you know, ring in a a new new voice, but also... um, well, a couple things. It, it also made me Google the word pathos because I realized that I didn't actually know the definition of that word. I hear it a lot in in philosophical discussion. That's the only reason I know of it. Yeah, and I if if you ask me like, do you know what pathos means? I'd be like, yeah, of course. And then you're like, if you said define it, I'd be like, well, 
you know, it's it's like a it's like you know, pornography. Like a, you know it when you yeah. see it. Yeah, yeah. Tough to describe. Didn't really though. It's pretty specific. It is. And I, and I didn't really know that. Yeah. The feeling, uh, a quality is an experience of work of art that arouses feelings of pity, sympathy, tenderness, or sorrow. Indeed. It's, uh, it is a cousin to appealing to emotion, the logical fallacy. Yeah? Yeah. That's where I hear it a lot. And, and I, think uh, I, was, I think I was blending pathos in with other words that have a, a similar root. Sure. But I, I ramble on all about that to just say, boy, wouldn't it suck to build your career off being pitiable? Indeed. Because isn't that what Mr. Sanderson has done? <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny about you saying that? He is J.F. Sebastian. He's also known as E.B. Farnham. <laughs> if you're a Deadwood watcher, he was great in that show. But, um, really? Yeah, just funny that the two initials and then the last name. Nice. Yeah, but um, I'll tell you. Can, you. can you go back over her comment one more time? Yeah, sure. Um, this episode exemplifies pathos for me from the minute it starts. Mm-hmm. I've always tended to avoid it on rewatches because of that. Compassion for the bad guy is less, parentheses, or more, question mark, enjoyable as an X-Bow. Otherwise, it's relatively solid, yada, yada, yada. Hmm. So, Do you think she means the pathos of William Sanderson or the pathos of she's uncomfortable in that we are appealing to the nature of the man and his crime? I think she's talking about Sanderson here. I think she is like, too, yeah. In general, That's... I mean, in the fact that there isn't really... There isn't a villain to speak of, sure. In this in this episode, in a way, which is kind of unique for an X Files episode. Like mm-hmm. we outside, don't outside really, of the government, they're always the bad guy. They are, yeah. <laughs> but but there is no there is no individual. There's no monster. There are sympathetic monsters or bad guys in the X Files, but there isn't even really. I mean, obviously, Funch is our closest thing to it. Mm. But he's certainly not a the bad guy. Sure. He's, 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 aff- he's afflicted. Yeah, and he's a pathetic, sad, you know, little lonely man. Yeah, he very certainly lonely, is. Very sad. He doesn't have a, a driver's license. He's 40, 48, probably. He's, yeah. They claim he was 52, which we got some, we got some age problems in this episode, Josh. Okay. Uh-huh. Do we? Yeah. So, do you think the man in that elevator was only seven years, how old are you, 35? Yeah. Do you think he's only seven years older than you? Well, he looked 20 years older than you, okay? They're is that a compliment to, to me, or are you shitting on him? Uh, both. Okay. <laughs> that guy is supposed to be my age, mm. yet Sanderson is 10 years older than me, or 12, whatever he's supposed to be in this. Well, you're taking, you you know, you take relatively good care of yourself, I would say. That's true, but boy, that guy looks like he's 53. 50, 56, I'll say. And well, not a good 56. I'm not talking about Sir Craig Dealey. No. I'm not talking about, yeah, I'd still smash him like you would Craig Dealey, you know? The accent helps and the gentlemanliness of sure. him. And, and, you know, the whole, you know, steely British thing. You know, like a eye, he's got the blue eyes and stuff. But Sure, sure. Anyway, I guess my point is he is a pathetic man. That man, of course, not being Craig Dealey, but uh, Edward Funch. Mr. Funch. What a name. It's a bummer of a name. It's a bummer of a name. You can't even get fun right. It's a bummer of a person. It's a bummer of a name. And that's what I was saying in the beginning. It's a bummer of an actor. Like, he's really good. And he's really good in this. But, man, it sucks that you're really good at just being, like, pathetic. Yeah. Well, well I don't think he cares. I'm not going to. I would double think when I'm cashing those checks, you know? Yep. And I'm sure he's had his fail, fair share of tail. Sure. So. I was in Blade Runner. Yeah. I was in True Blood. Oh, my God, where are you? (laughs) 
I mean, if you work on True Blood, you're getting fucked. <laughs> That's just the nature of that program, right? <laughs> just, is that in their is that in the rider? Yeah, you know these broads. You know what I mean? The vampires. Oh. Doesn't that vampire world. It doesn't matter if he's playing a mortal that's a cop, because that's what he was. He was a sheriff. Less pitiable than that. But still, that demeanor, that... You know, he looks like the kind of guy that... You know what he reminds me of? Did you ever see... Um, You must have seen the... What's the um, what's the porn flick with uh, Wahlberg? Boogie, Boogie Nights. Nights? Boogie Nights. Yeah. You remember when William H. Macy, um, he's dating the actual porn star? She's the actual porn star, the girl in that movie, Nina Hartley. And they're at a party and she's getting fucked in the driveway and everyone's watching. And he's like, oh, what are you doing, honey? That's, that's <laughs> William Sanderson, you know? It's, he's just the, what are you doing, honey, when he comes in and you're getting plowed by the postman. Wait, just, that doesn't work mm, in this one. The double. It's a double. The Josh Bukowski postman. But, but this guy here, that's him. Honey, what are you doing? It's, it's like when the dog pees in the house. That's the same reaction he has when his wife is fucking somebody. And that's just the way I will always, forever, and I'm sorry, William Sanderson, imagine every character you play. And that's why, you know, that kind of restraint will eventually lead you up into a clock tower, ripping round after round of 308 into crowds of innocent people. Yeah, you know, it's weird. I got to be honest with you. I don't don't understand this episode entirely, but, or, or I didn't. I think I do now. And that's and and I hate to to do this, but I'm not going to bury the lead as we're there. Is he? Can can we just know? And maybe you can help me out. Is he mad because is is there the episode's called Blood, right? Yep. So what what is it about? He's is it the blood that's triggering him? I, I feel like if that's the case, I kind of missed it. But holy shit, I'm I'm starting to have this revelation watching it this time. Going, wait a minute, he's got blood on his finger. He starts to freak out. He gets fired. He sees blood. He goes to a place where they're doing a blood drive. Like, that's not supposed to be a a cute metaphor, is it? No, I mean, this this episode is definitely intentionally vague as to exactly how the the murderers, the subjects, whatever, are being driven to their crimes. There's Uh obviously the the pesticides is the biggest thing. Yeah, sure. But there's the subliminal messaging. There's you know, the vagueness of, of who is behind that, the test. I mean, the, the most obvious thing is what Mulder talks about, but it's playing off individuals' phobias. And in yes. this case, yep, I, um, I think it's called hematophobia. Sure. And right. So his, Mr. Funch's fear is blood. He's afraid of blood. We, we have a friend, a mutual friend, Eric, who this is not as prominent, but when he was younger, he had a very express fear of blood. I saw him faint once at the sight of a bloody nose when we were like Fucking 10 around. or 11. Yeah. No kidding. And, and now, like, you know, you know him now. He yeah. does like mixed martial arts. And, of course. You know, he's fine with it. But he used to be real fleek. That's called out. exposure therapy right there, man. I would say so. I'll tell you, we know another guy that owns a gaming store. Um, his name is Danny. Same deal. Because uh, he either cut the tip of his own finger off or saw a finger cut off. In fucking Taco Bell of all places when he worked there when he was younger. And uh, he can't do it, man. It's like instant lights out. Really? Pretty wild. Yeah. Hmm. I got my fears. Blood isn't like one of them. I don't love it. Me you too. Know, like a vampire loves it, but. Me too. I have my fears too. But I don't uh, I don't know if blood's a big one for me. But, but yeah, basically, I, I think the 
blood is is a good title for the episode because it ties into you know it's a bloodbath. It also ties into sure. your your main antagonist, if that's what we're going to call Mister Funch. His his uh his pathos. That's not the right use of the word. His fear. <laughs> I like Fuck it. Andrea. I like oh, it. I tried. I like it though. His, um, his fear is, is blood. And that's the phobia that this thing, whatever it is, this mix of chemicals brought on by insecticide use and illegal secret testing and subliminal messaging all ties back to playing off this fear of blood. So I think that's the whole blood thing. And that's about all you can get out of it. And it just kind of makes for a, I guess it's supposed to be kind of cinematic there you go. And, and a good little tie-in. So there we go. Well, it's, uh, it is. And there's also, and, and sometimes it's, it's easier for me because of the age I was in 92 to recall a lot of the things that are present in this episode as well. And that, and I guess we would call that the cultural context. Is that fair? Sure. Because there is some cultural context here just around the idea of making it postal, the idea of going postal, the idea of going up in a clock tower and I mean, you know, it's, um, it, it's it, probably about as culturally relevant, re- relevant as X-Files gets. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, OJ Simpson just happened and, yeah. and you see a, you see a flash of that in that I video. Tell you, I, re- I recognized most of those, but not all of them, which is crazy. It's yeah. crazy to think that because there was only so many of those images then and now there's an overwhelming number, probably the same amount that actually occurred, just less captured. You know, it, when we get to it, let's wait for it. But let's do a, a 2019 version of what those images would be. Got it. We'll have to see if I can remember them all. I don't <laughs> think I do. I know. Or, I think I wrote them down. I think I think I know two or three of them. I think I do. But um, I'm really I didn't look them up because I wanted to kind of test my knowledge. I like it. I like yeah. it. So um, pathos aside. Let's let's uh, let's dive in. Oh yeah, pathos. Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Do you want to kick it off? Sure. So, um, as stated, we open in a postal center in Franklin, Pennsylvania, and we see Mister Funch hard at work. He's uh, <clears throat> on this kind of postal assembly line, basically punching in zip codes as these letters run by to to sort them. Pump it in quick. Look at this LED screen. He gets a little bit of a paper cut as as the letters jam. Seems to kind of freak out about the blood a little bit. And uh, fat, useless boss calls him up and gives him the old, uh, I got to let you go. But here's a here's a paper cup of water. And uh, hey, you can stay until the end of the week because that, that's never gone badly before. And uh, hey, here's a hundred bucks. Everybody, everybody kicked in because we feel really bad for you. Everybody likes you so much. Nice. He goes back down to the line and uh, starts punching those, uh, those little zip codes again and starts seeing a little, something different. Hundred bucks, by the way. Hundred bucks. There's you, a lot of people that work there. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> like, this is. I'm going to tell you. This is a little bit of a mistake. Okay, in this episode, it's, there's a, a jillion post office workers that work there in very small town America. You and I happen to live in small town America, and you ain't getting any help when you walk in that fucking place. You're gonna wait for a <laughs> while. Where are are they? Where are they all? I mean, are we talking cutbacks? Is this Amazon doing? There must it must be some kind of county processing center. We'll give them that. Fine, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> their their main employers, as we'll find out, agriculture and postal employees. That's that's what the county has going for it. All right, fair enough. So kill, kill, kill them all. Kill, kill, kill. 
Kill them all. Now, this is a thing. This is, um, I like this, you know, uh, I, I like the idea of the, 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 the dog told me to kill my neighbor, right? This was a thing yeah. too back in the day. Son of Sam. It's, it's <laughs> the Manson shit, right? It's all of that shit. Yep. And uh, wow, that's our, that's our setup. This is a little unique, I think, for an X-Files where our inciting incident here doesn't actually lead to a crime, doesn't lead to the thing that's being investigated. We, we come back from the credits and we get the first actual murder. Yeah. So Ed, good old Mr. Funch, is just kind of the setup for this. He, he's, uh, he's the slow burn. Indeed. Because normally we would see the, the killing spree right here. Right. But we're going to kind of go go tantric on this one. Yeah. No rush. Graham Cooch, 230, 23 Wall Street, Greenville, Rhode Island. Mm, different zero, one. Yeah. 02828. <laughs> we see the readouts and then kill to our 40-year-old man here. <laughs> and, uh, and wait, it doesn't say kill. What does it say? Wait, are you talking about... Uh, go back to the... Go into the elevator. It's nowhere, right? Isn't that oh, what it says? No, nowhere. Can't Civic breathe. Center, Franklin, Pennsylvania. Sorry. <laughs> I'm in the wrong spot. Yeah. A ton of people in the elevator, by the way. I can't. That's one of the, I don't like it. One of the biggest elevators I've ever seen. And I like how, like, they really play up the bodily functions. Like, everybody's burping and farting. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and of, a, course, of course. And a, an old boy is just, like, sweating bullets. We find out later that he has a claustrophobia issue. Mm-hmm. But he... Uh, Which explains he is, his uh, murder spree. Yeah, yeah. Because we get no air, mm-hmm. can't breathe, mm-hmm. kill them all. Kill them all. And a great hard cut to a pretty uh, pretty intense crime scene. Yeah, you know, I have a question. Do you suppose he killed them all with his bare hands? Four of them with his bare hands is, is what we hear from Mr. Malter. Okay. <laughs> okay. You, you, you want to play this I, out a little I, bit? I'm going to challenge, ready for this, I'm going to bring it back to um, the listener comment. I'm going to challenge the ethos here. <laughs> <laughs> pathos. Nope. Nope. I'm going to leave oh. pathos. I'm challenging okay. the ethos, <laughs> which is the, the credibility. I don't know. Uh, I'd be fine. He kills them all. He goes on a mad killing spree. <laughs> um, I'm not going to. I, they're I not, like they're the not fact- appealing to my logos. There you go. That was the third one I couldn't think of. All right. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm I like done the with fact that. there's that much blood with, with bare hands. Like, what is he doing Tearing. with his hands? <laughs> Is he tearing flesh? He must be tearing flesh asunder. That's, that's some hardcore shit. That is, man. Because that... if you if you tell me like kill someone with your bare hands, first thought is choke. Sure. Or bludgeon. second thought is like bludgeon. Is, yeah, bludgeon. Like bash head into something for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Stomping. My when I think of they were killed, it's definitely strangulation. One, two is you. They fell and either died when they fell awkwardly. Or you just put the heels down into the face and head, you know? Little little American History X. Anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Assuming they're unarmed. I mean, if they're armed, then any, that's anyone's guess. Yeah. But yeah, man. I mean, he's racking up bodies. 42-year-old real estate agent. It's not bad. Yeah. Well, you got to assume he, you know, totally freaks out in the elevator. People don't. I guess there's no concerted response. For and sure, no, nothing concerted. <laughs> he probably, he probably kind of wounds a few in the elevator, and then spends the rest of the time kind of, kind of tracking down the wounded ones around the lobby until the security guy responds. That's how I see it playing out. I like it. People are like, "Wait, you what's know, happening?" The, Whack! It brings me back to Beyond the Sea when they talk about Luther Lee Boggs and how he, uh, he kills his entire family over like forty-five minutes. 
right. after after Thanksgiving dinner. And I was like, man, I want to see that. Yeah, we talked a lot about that actual thing, actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the logistics of one one person killing like nine people in a house. In a house with the same day. Nobody getting out. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I think we settled on drugged turkey, right? Yeah. And then just, yeah. And then, but even then, I mean, the idea of that alone, I don't mean to derail this, but the idea of that alone, of him just walking up to each of them and wrapping rope around their neck and putting his foot like somewhere on their chin and just pulling on the rope for, I don't know, seven minutes while he mm, goes, no. I, I think he went caveman, man. You I think, think he bashed him up? Bashing. Oh, okay. Choke, bash, choke, bash, choke, bash. We're talking Luther Lee Boggs. Oh, no, no, I'm talking. No, no, that's why I said I don't mean to derail you, but I thought I thought oh. with Luther Lee, it must okay. have been something along the lines of that. But yep. yeah, but in yeah, public, this is a, a this is a harder. Suicide by Cop, by the way, comes up. I'll tell you, I didn't realize that term was so old. Yeah, 1994, right? Hmm. I didn't know it was around back then. Yeah, that's uh, still pretty relevant. For sure. Nowadays. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, yeah, that's how uh, that's how we get introduced to this because Mulder Sometimes gets brought it's just on murder by cop, but you know, not all the time. <laughs> well, these are these are white victims, so it's different. It's true. So, uh, Which very one young, nails? very young sheriff is showing Mulder around, hmm. and uh, they brought him in. It's a little unconventional because usually you don't bring in a a FBI pathologist. <laughs> you know, the old pathos. <laughs> don't stop it don't do that <laughs> oh that's no, his that's his pathos in college fuck. nope nope that still doesn't work god damn it definitely not it. andrew you bitch <laughs> still oh, don't get shit. this word so they bring in Mulder. it's essentially just subject. appealing to emotion that's all you need to remember right yeah logos the, is appealing to logic or reason <laughs> that's it now you're good you're good you got it <laughs> sure but uh yeah so the subject is dead. So why why do you need to profile the subject? This doesn't make any sense. It's it's over. But right, right, this right. is this is a unique situation here because as we learn from the sheriff, this little small town America, um, what is it called? Franklin, Pennsylvania, has three murders total dating back to colonial times. So in the last three hundred <laughs> years, <laughs> and then they were racking them up. <laughs> <laughs> this is our house. I'm assuming they didn't count Native Americans. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. That's that's not a person. That's exactly right? what they're saying. <laughs> but, <laughs> but three white people got killed uh, in the last 300 years. And in the last six months, you have seven attackers killing 22 people. Mm-hmm. That's a higher per capita murder rate than, I forget what it says here, like Detroit, L.A., Chicago combined. Yeah, yep. Combined uh, Detroit, D.C., and L.A. Okay. Sure. And in each incident, the suspect is dead. Suicide by cop. Mm-hmm. Um, coroner's public, death. Public. Public places. Um, negative for any kind of substance abuse. Nothing in their system. And uh, always, sheriff kinda, always deadly force. Never desisting. Yep. It sounds the like sheriff, a werewolf terrorizing a town. But but there's multiple. Ah. The the attacker never flees into the woods to return to kill again. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. Well, so that's that's weird. That's a great that's a great little lead in. Like that's that's a cool X file right there. I like that so far. Yeah, me too. Played right field. Got to have an arm to play right field. <laughs> Mulder really likes the wax philosophical about his his baseball <laughs> glory days. <laughs> he does love baseball. Um, he and, does. Uh, yeah. Spend some time in right field. The sheriff's like waxing philosophical about about the softball game he played with this 
mass murderer in sure, front of him. Sure, spree killing. Aha! And you know, it's funny. I, I kind of, uh, you know, this isn't an app I'd seen as as much as some others. And when he's when Mulder's looking at that black material, I thought that was like from the that LED screen in the in the elevator. Hmm. That's what I was thinking. That like he like clawed that screen apart because we saw it broken. Ah, yes, awesome. We, we will find out otherwise, but right, not so much. Well, bag his hands. Why would anyone do this? How can we deal with such reckless hate? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Theoden King. Yeah. Well, let's go to Franklin, Pennsylvania. That's the sound of our plane. We were already there, though. Oh, I'm fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Lay lay in that plane. (laughs) That was great. That was a great sound effect. Can you save that for another episode? For sure. For sure. Okay. <laughs> We're going to go to Virginia, so we'll fly in a minute. <laughs> so, uh, ATM action. Old, old boy Ed here. Old boy Ed. Putting the fun in funch. He sure is. And, um, baby, you're bleeding. Tilt your head back. Don't tilt your head back. Okay. This is the dumbest medicine to come out of the 80s that endured into the late 90s. Never tilt your head back unless you like to drink blood. From your nose. <laughs> Don't do that, people. Why do people tilt their head back? That's still a thing, huh? Yeah. Just swallow all your blood, sweetie. <laughs> just, <laughs> just come put on. pressure on it. Stop it. Just it's, pressure. That's if all you got to do. Put pressure. Put pressure. Okay. And um, don't touch it or it'll bleed again. Ugh. The mom, like, just, I don't know. I'm not a parent, but she's just like smearing blood all over this girl's face and like all over the napkin. It's a little weird. This is like a, not a, a baby or an infant, don't you just give them like a napkin and be like, yo, pinch that. It's gross. Mm -hmm. Clean it. Get your shit together. Right. (laughs) It's essentially just what I want to say. Tilt your head back until you choke on your own. It's the feeling I get in my mind when I think of, um, gunnery Sergeant Harmon dealing with pile, like the way he must feel immediately. Sometimes how I feel when I watch certain things. And this is one of those things. Get it together. But anyway, the uh, ATM is starting to talk voodoo. Got voodoo talk. Security guard, take his gun. William, let me talk about William Sanderson for a second because we 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 did talk about him as a as a rather pathetic individual as as it relates to the characters he plays. He's got a tough acting job in this one. He doesn't get to say much, and he's doing a lot of just manic reactions and close-ups on his face. That's tough, man. Yeah, and he, and he goes ape. On the ATM and holy shit, man. Get it together. Yeah, yeah I think um I don't know if it was Nutter, David Nutter, who directed this one, or um Morgan and uh who's our old boy there who just uh, Nutter directed it. Nutter directed and then written by Morgan and Wong and then story story by Darren Morgan. Yeah, it's a little talked, convoluted as far as that goes. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh I'm sorry I can't remember, but one of them was quoted as saying talking about this episode and saying that they basically like this was a real like editing room episode, especially Mm. with Sanderson where they basically just recorded a ton of him in these scenes and really like kind of selected so much of it was reactions. And there was a lot of just like, okay, kind of like get into character. You're in this moment, this is happening. And they would kind of just film him and then take these little small pieces out of it. And I guess that's what you have to do when you don't have lines to deliver. You just like, okay, react to this, react to this situation, and we'll film you for three minutes. <laughs> sure, it's tough, man. That's rough. 
So um, we're gonna we're gonna after he's chased off by the security guard for going ape, we're gonna go over to Venango County Sheriff's Office. Mulder looks at some photographs, right? Homicide suspects, and he talks. Perpetrators of mass murders are divided into two classifications, the spree killer and the serial. The sudden violent outburst in a public locale and the suspect's disregard for anonymity of survival to find the Franklin incidents as spree killings. Right. He says, <laughs> and then what? He, he goes on. This is a long voiceover. Talking about how the, the, the subjects in question, it doesn't really make sense. They're, they're middle-income responsible people, I think is what he says. Mm-hmm. Um, Middle income responsible people, none of none, none with a history of violence. Yep. Yep. Minor minor issues, headaches, sleeping problems. The last one had a claustrophobic reaction. Mm-hmm. And Mulder's convinced there's an outside factor, but can't put his finger on it in any way. Um, and he also mentioned at this point that substance on the finger we saw in the in the first little spree outside the elevator was some kind of organic plant compound, maybe from gardening. Non toxic, and that's important. Non-toxic, yeah. And he keeps talking, and then it's kind of cool that <laughs> before we even realize that he's expressly talking to Scully, this voiceover transition to Scully listening to it. Hell yeah. And one of my favorite little moments of the episode <laughs> is when he brings up abductions, and Scully says, I wonder when you get to that. Yep. And then Mulder says, yeah, but no evidence of that here. Very cool. Yeah. Like, there is a single connecting trace evidence to the killings, though, and it is the destruction of electronics. At the crime scene. So we're either talking about a bunch of gamers losing their shit or something else. Pager fax machine, a cellular, he says the whole word, phone, a gas pump digital display. Again, digital display. He sits down at his laptop, right? And then he just says, I've never had a more difficult time developing a profile. No way to know who would be a killer or who would be killed. Yep. Yeah, there's not a lot of uh, Mulder and Scully in this episode, and that's, I mean, I think we mentioned it, but it, we kind of got to jump back a couple episodes because we just covered a out-of-sequence one. Uh-huh. Uh, this is this is when the writers are having to do a little bit of, a uh, little bit of... Massage. Pirouetting. Yeah. Yeah, because um, Jillian Anderson is uh, nigh ready to calf at this point. That's right. And uh, yeah. they got to deal with that situation, she's, so... She's getting ready to uh, to have her litter. The uh, spot in the barn is ready. Yep, they're gonna they're gonna put that hay down soon, and uh, we'll we'll uh, get her back fully after one breath. Indeed, Franklin, Pennsylvania, yet again, Ms. McRoberts. I don't like that. <clears throat> Just be Roberts. <laughs> McRoberts never. I've I've never heard it until today. <laughs> I don't believe it's real. To be honest with you, McRoberts. Yeah, it's fine. But um, I got a question for you, Josh. Have I watched Ashlyn Gear? <laughs> nope. Another is, is that question. what you're going to ask me? Nope. Okay. All right. If Sorry. you were, let's just say, for funsies, let's just say you were going to be a mechanic and you were going to perform mechanical operations on vehicles that required your expertise. Now, just for a frame of reference, for those of you who know zero about mechanics, sometimes you have to reach into difficult places you have to put a vehicle on a lift you have to unscrew things or unratchet things or otherwise unhinge things to get at other things and sometimes you're working with small sections little tiny places you got to reach in and it's sometimes difficult to get at these things now josh if you were in this situation would you want maximum lighting or 
would you want it to be as dimly lit as possible with shadows everywhere? That's that's the ideal garage is is basically pitch darkness with a single incandescent bulb hanging from a chain. Now, preferably kind of behind me so it, it allows my face to remain in darkness okay. as I look at the car and or the client that approaches. Yes. Nothing makes a woman more comfortable than walking through a dark place towards a man who's standing in shadows and being a weirdo. I mean... <laughs> his, his dialogue here is... I mean, you gotta really... You gotta be trying. You gotta be trying so, to freak her out, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the irony is that he isn't. But boy, 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 could that not be more of a stretch to, to say the exact things he says and not... Not be trying to be a, a creep. It's almost as ludicrous as when Family Guy would do this back in the day when, you know, Peter would be at the doctor and he'd be like, oh my God, you're not going to live. What do you mean? After you hear this joke, you know? Like, <laughs> you would yeah. do like 10 of those in a row. <laughs> like, that's what this guy's doing. It's funny though. The exact first thing I thought was like, you can't work on a car with that kind of lighting. Nope. No. You can't do anything No. mechanical. Now, can I just talk a, a touch about Ashton Gear? Please do. 1991 Starlet of the Year. 1992 Female Fan Favorite. 1993 Best Group Scene. 1993 Best All Girl Sex Scene. Best 1993 Best Actress. Hmm. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah, she is killing it. She's 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 really something. I've got a list of about 25 awards from. <clears throat> did you look at her IMDb images? I didn't. It's worth it. I did. Yeah. I did look at I did look at some of her other films. <laughs> some of her other work. Did she did some work with Peter North? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I yeah. mean She's a powerhouse. Yeah. And an active one. That's uh yeah, I feel like that's gotta be a Decovney mood move there, but Yeah, for sure. I mean she's a she's a not just like a all right, dabbled in porn and then went mainstream. Oh no, she no. Is, she is she is a working like crushing it in porn and oh, then yeah. just like Pops into a couple episodes here and there. A little uh, Space 1999, a little X-Files. Keeps on crushing it in her main field. One of, and, one of the most interesting things about Ashlyn is, besides her adult film career, was that she was <laughs> she was a miscellaneous crew person on Basic Instinct, which I'm going to guess is just a fuck coach. <laughs> let's, let's be real. She's a fuck coach, right? <laughs> She's teaching them the best way to... Don't talk! Yeah, hold, hold, hold on. This lighting's terrible. <laughs> she, she moves in and she's like, I know how to light a porn set, L's and G's. So, yeah, she's, um, she's a good-looking woman, no question. Yeah, she's got, um, well, as they say, it's not the years, it's the mileage. Yeah, for sure. No, but even here, I think she's, she's a good-looking good looking lady. Oh, for sure. And I'll tell you, her speed and ferocity of violence... Listen, I don't want to besmirch an entire industry, but you're not going to be, you're going to, you're going to have, you're going to be, there's going to be, how do I say this? You're going to be kind of, kind of tough, right? You're going to have some confidence to get into the porn industry. And Ashlyn, I'll tell you, not only does she overwhelm this man who, by the way, when she whacks him one, I mean, you think he's in trouble, but no, no, he fucking sweeps the leg, bro. Sweeps the leg. There was much more of a, a combat here than I remembered. <laughs> yeah. And then she buries the knife in his chest. It's beautiful. Yeah. I don't even know what kind of, like, it looked like a gas nozzle sticking out of his chest. 
Yeah, some kind of blade. But it wasn't just a blade. It looked like a like a like a like a hose. Like there was like sure, an open like a gadget, yeah. like a jagged hose. <clears throat> yeah, I mean it was. Yeah, she really really took it to him. Mm. And, and then I guess took her car home. Yeah, sure, sure. But uh, the evidence is not going to go well for her on account of the electronics. Yeah, that's uh, kind of an interesting flip twist here, right? That it's causing her to get caught, essentially. Well, not actually, not not so much the electronics as it is the old hard written, the old, oh, right, right. The old hard copy, right? The hard copy. You're right because we got our quick uh, our quick crime scene here. The only uh, important introduction we get is County Supervisor Larry Winters. <laughs> when I see a man with a sports coat over his shoulder. Have you ever seen that in real life? Nope. Not Never. once. Not even Never. ironically. Nope. <laughs> nope. That I don't I don't think that's ever happened in real life. I don't think it is I don't think it's happened either. But he saddles up with No, I've seen the leather jacket over the shoulder, but a lot of times it's in irony. Yeah. Or it's either in irony or it's Shia LaBeouf and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <sighs> <laughs> it's one or the other. So I don't um, like you right now. <laughs> anyway, a a quick quick run through here as Mulder Mulder meets Mr. Winters. They're, uh, they don't see an immediate connection, and then Mulder thinks there is a connection. The smashed readouts on mm. this hard copied case, and that leads them to uh, Mulder and Sheriff Spinner going to see Mrs. Mick Roberts. <sighs> yeah. So car car stuff. That's my husband's department. <laughs> we know your department. We know your department, Ashlyn. We know it well. We're well-versed in your department, you could say. Hey, real quick. In this scene, she has to eat her breakfast. She gets a bagel and goes to the microwave. Hmm. What kind of fucking animal microwaves a bagel? I think it's one of the three signs of communism. You don't have three minutes to put that bagel in a toaster oven? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I knew a fat kid. Coincidentally, fat. Just describing what he looks like. And uh, we were in middle school. His father died of lung cancer when we were in middle school. That was pretty intense. And um, he would microwave bagels. There were that one company, man, that was big in like 90. Um, Lenders bagels, maybe. They're still around, of course. But um, he would microwave his bagels and put ungodly amounts of cream cheese on them. Number one. Number two, he would, and this is no lie. And I've told this on the podcast before. It's just been a while. He would, or he did. I don't want to say would. Would implies habit. He did one time, and I witnessed it, buy, not buy, put cocoa puffs in a bowl, and he put half and half over his cocoa puffs <laughs> in front of me. And he said it was delicious. And I said, I believe you. <laughs> but I did not that, partake. That is rich. So that that's the kind of person you're dealing with here. Rich. And a knife-wielding maniac of a woman. By the way, Mulder, you're a dead man, okay? This yeah, is what have... I'm trying to say. You, you, you get into porn, you got to learn how to fight a little bit because there's a lot of creeps going to try to take advantage of you. And... I'll tell you, you, you see why she's in porn when she tries to cry? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's not working out great. She'd rather just, but, you know, suck your dick. Yeah. It's way easier than crying. Stab, passionate, like that goes better for her. For sure. There's definitely a correlation in skill between sucking dick and wielding knives. Versus, yeah. say, crying and properly preparing bagels. <laughs> <laughs> totally. A couple quick things to address in the chat. Um, fucking white people nuke their bagels? No. No. No, I don't. No, they don't. No, I don't. Hey, CK. Trash white That's people. That's racist. <laughs> Trash okay. white people. Secondly, 
I'm sorry, BP, uh, 90s, we didn't have toaster ovens in the 90s. Uh, sure as fuck did. What do you think I heated up my Elio's pizza in? Dude, how do you think the you made it? Oven. In the 90s, Adam, in the fucking 80s. We made, dude, that's how you made, it was the, remember the best thing in the world was like, we're going to make fucking English muffin pizza. Remember that was the thing? Oh, Fuck yes. I want one bagel, right now. Oh, bagel pizzas. Bagel pizzas too. Oh, yeah, that man. Still, that still makes me think of like sick days and, you know. For sure. Um, now I'll tell warm, you. Warm, warm memories of bagel pizzas. Most They're, toaster ovens met a bitter end of flaming death. Because, you know, you'd always go right on the rack. I mean, we're raw dogging it, right? We're not going to put down a solid plate like a bunch of fucking Nancys. No, that's also how you get a nice crisp. For sure. But it would always invariably lead to food debris landing on those coils and starting a fire, which you then throw the thing outside, buy a new one. Yep. Yep. Anyway, what were, we were talking about sucking dicks and wielding knives, I believe. Yeah, as a, as a kind of... Um, Corollary. What would, what would you call that? A... Uh, a circumstance bonus or, or a synergy synergy bonus mm-hmm. yeah if you have five or more ranks in sucking dick you get a plus two on attacks on blade which by the way is rare <laughs> oh for sure <laughs> that's that's only a class skill for like like a couple prestige classes for so, sure yep yeah. that's not to say we don't appreciate the the lack of skill at all i'm no. just saying that that is a high level proficiency Probably be reserved for professionals or or budding amateurs that use webcams. I don't know. The, the charisma bonus alone goes a long way, <laughs> for sure. But but if you're talking actual technique, to be to be fair, enthusiasm is everything as far as I'm concerned. But um, she is got Mulder ready to put a knife in him, right? What's, She's yeah, thinking we... about all of those casting situations, right? Before she hit it big with Peter North when she was fucking a camera guy, and that yeah. rage is coming out here. To be fair, Mulder should be dead. He should be dead. Because he doesn't have the slightest, like, danger sense. That's his problem. Like, that's, that's exactly... I'm glad you didn't say yeah. fighting skill. It, his, his, his fucking problem is his danger sense. And in, in, by danger sense, I mean his just inability to sometimes realize what is going on around him. Because while he's yelling, no, she's going to put the knife right in your face. That's going to happen if that guy doesn't stop her. Nope, but he leaves, uh, yeah, Sheriff feel good. So yeah. Probably could have grappled her, maybe, but now you're talking about taking knife wounds. You're going to get cut. If you start wrestling, you're getting cut. But, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, she I has killed one man. That's true, that's true, hours, that's true, so. that's true, that's true. Fair, 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 fair. What the fuck am I talking about? Yeah, you already murdered a fucking, you already murdered that guy. <laughs> well. So she goes down. She goes down. But this For the to, last time, sorry. <laughs> It's a chance for a fresh autopsy. Sorry. Yeah. Less flattering under that autopsy light. Mm. A little pallid. A little bit. Seen her on her back a lot, but she never looked as bad as she does here. Yeah, exactly. I can assure you she was never quite that dead on her back in the past. Because if she was, she wasn't getting those jobs as fuck coach (laughs) on basic instinct. God damn, man. This poor lady. (laughs) She's getting it today. You know, I I don't know. I kind of... I would put that in my contract and be like, no, no, no. I want to be in the credits as fuck coach. For sure. Like, I want Technical that. advisor on basic instinct and you're a porn star. Yeah. I mean, I can connect the dots, but yeah. Fuck coach. Fuck coach to Sharon Stone. God damn. That is the best. That's better than an Oscar. Yeah. I like it. You know, I feel about Oscars anyway, and I know how you feel about them anyway as well. So there's no question that's better. But what do we learn from this autopsy? Uh, 
Scully finally gets involved here. Um, there are some anomalies, right? Subject had uh, 200 times the normal level of adrenaline. That's pretty radical. Yeah. Hemorrhaged adrenal glands, an unknown chemical compound. Hmm. Uh, these things don't exactly correlate with any kind of known uh, medical condition or um, behavioral, even even episodes of intense phobia. Nothing, nothing really in her pathology Madam. would show her... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in her pathosology <laughs> would lead her Shit. to uh, to this exact situation. This is this is uh, a little bit out there. It's a little bit out there. But she has a theory mm-hmm. that it's, this unknown uh, compound in there, combined with adrenaline, right, with mm-hmm. these basically right conditions, creates a chemical compound in the body, which essentially makes the body react somewhat as it would under LSD. For sure. That's uh, that's wild. That's wild there, uh, Fox. It's a thing. It's wild there, Fox Studios. But I got you. I, I can dig it. So LSD. So, okay. Let's go to the shopping mall. We got to talk about this one. Oh, Ed. Ed at Walmart. Mm-hmm. I'd like to apply for a job. Sorry, they're not accepting applications at this time. Now let me walk away and put a sign up in your face. What the fuck? <laughs> like, are you such... A black hole of charisma? Are you such a social pariah that people literally put up signs and run away from you? <laughs> this poor guy, man. Brutal. Yeah. Well, man, he's sweaty too, huh? Yeah, he's um, he's experiencing some issues. I love the bombardment of media, though. Oh, before that, give me your that, blood. Though, give me your blood, can, dude. Can we talk about the blood drive, please? Do you donate to blood drives? Because I, I got I haven't, I gotta and I can't even tell you how long, dude. High school. All right. You know what? I stopped giving blood. Mm-hmm. You know why? Oh, I have my own conspiracy theories as to why I don't do half the shit I do. <laughs> you I want got me my to, own. I'll take you Fox deep if you want. Okay. All right. Let's, <laughs> we're, wait, we're doing the X-Files. Let's get into some weird shit. Hey, it's total bullshit. Total bullshit. They ask you, right? They say, we're doing a blood drive. Come save lives. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, you know what they do with your blood? They fucking sell it. Yep. So you give your blood. You give. Literally, not mm-hmm. figuratively. Mm-hmm. That term is used a lot. You know, your blood, sweat, and tears. No, 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 no. They ask you to donate your blood. You go, you take a take time off from work, take a long lunch break, do whatever, go out eat, of your way. Eat, eat, drink orange juice and have a cookie. Yeah, great. Shitty fucking cookie. It's not even Otis Spunkemeyer. You give, you know, <laughs> not Tropicana, orange juice. Nope. Bullshit. No way you is it Tropicana. A pint of your goddamn life mm-hmm. force. Yes. They turn around and they sell that shit yep. to the hospital. Yep. Yo, I'm B positive. Hey, my my shit, my shit can go up for uh, like up to five hundred bucks a pint. Yeah, dude. You know what you do if there's a I tragedy? Get a cookie for that? Yeah, a cookie in a in a job well done. Not just that. Not just that. But the morality trap if you don't. Oh yeah, you you're a monster. Bad person. You're a monster. Also, you know what happens when something crazy goes down in a town? I, I just always think about this and somebody gets seriously ill or whatever, you see people line up to donate blood to that person, right? Yep. That's what happens. Yep. These Guess where that blood snakes. goes. Hmm? Into a bathtub. <laughs> yeah. They throw, <laughs> they, hey, they take as much as they can. They sell it at all area hospitals. They freeze it. They take everything they can get. They fucking distill it. They get the goddamn platelets. They get the red blood cells. They separate all that shit. They get the plasma. They milk you for everything you're worth. They use every tragedy to do a blood drive to fucking soak all that money-making juice and giblets out of you mm-hmm. 
And then they end up dumping a bunch of it down the fucking drain. Right down the bathtub. Yep. Bye-bye. Yep. Can you imagine? Is there another field where you just like put a charity fucking sign up and ask people to give you shit and then you turn around and sell it? Can you imagine anything else in the world where you're like, hey, give me something valuable because you know we're going to do important things with it. And then you turn around and you fucking sell it? There's been a lot of uh, big scams on fucking uh, you know, crowdsourcing stuff lately. Like, you know, some guy, I just heard about a local one, some guy's daughter freaking ODs. He's got no money. He's got mental health problems. So somebody's like, oh, I'm going to start this thing for your daughter so you can help pay for a funeral expense. And the chick just ran off with the money. Cool. Fucking brutal, man. There is, that is a karmic backlash coming to you of epic and biblical proportions. That is fucking vile. Yeah. Fuck the Red Cross. Mm. Fuck them. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, just stay away with your needles and your, I, I don't know. It's like people, I talked to a nurse about this, actually. I, I know him through where I work. And he's like, do you get your flu shot? I go, no. And he goes, me neither. And I'm glad you said no. <laughs> and he goes, you know, I can't talk to anyone at work about this because they look like me like a monster. Like, and he goes, he goes, I'm 40 years old. He goes, do you think I'm going to get a vaccination every year till I'm dead when I'm 80? He goes, do you think I'm going to get 40 fucking vaccinations between now and then? Not even if this is not an anti-vac thing. He's just saying like, you're getting a fucking vaccination every year now at 40? It's like, that's insanity. So anyway, and he goes, do you know how many strains of the flu? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, too many to count. So hope you're lucky. Hope they got you for the right one. Obviously they have predictors and stuff, but um, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good though. But thanks. Yeah. So I, I didn't, I felt less bad. And when I, when he said, when I was like, oh fuck, I know this guy's a nurse. He comes in all the time, big tall guy. He's like six, five. And I was like, fuck, this guy's going to berate me. <laughs> and he didn't. He goes, good. Neither do I. I was like, wow, I did not expect <laughs> you to say that. <laughs> great. Great, man. Crazy. Anyway. I mean, I'm not like a weird anti-vaxxer. No, no, me neither. Me neither. No, but no. the flu shot thing, that's a. Uh, yeah. It's a horse of a different color. This is definitely not a vaccination podcast talk, but <laughs> no. but I do think I do think that you know when I look at the when I look at the the um, what do they call it the schedule I think they call it of vaccinations for a newborn now versus like when I was a kid there's a lot more so I'm just like I mean whatever you're making your money it's fine obviously you want to get the the big ones right the ones that make sense but do you need like fifty I don't know the fuck the way now let's talk about uh, getting bombarded by the media. All right, I recognized four of these. Um, I don't. I gotta go. I didn't write them down, so I'm gonna watch them right now, and I'll tell you. All right. Well, if Charles, you, I Manson's don't have it easy. <clears throat> Manson. Hold on. Don't say anything. All right. Because you have yours written down, right? But only the ones I recognized. I didn't. I didn't actually look it up. <laughs> Ck. Don't sign me for the LSU media. Jenny McCarthy pod. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't it him? Her and John Jim Carrey. Is that what it is? Are they like the vaccination people that call, they say causes autism or something? Jenny McCarthy is. I don't know. Are they married? Weren't they? I don't know. I don't want to do this. Yeah, right. I don't want to, yeah, I don't right. want to do I'm this. I'm not doing this. So um, let's go back to what I'm trying to say, media. Um, I guess, here, let me just find final thoughts on that whole thing. The truth is somewhere in the middle with everything. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. The truth is and, somewhere in the middle. And don't give blood unless you get more than a cookie. <laughs> Be like, give me the 500 bucks, bitch. Five. Let's split it. Uh, yeah, for sure. You right? and the phlebotomist go out for a nice yeah. turkey dinner. There we go. Um, Charles Manson. Check. Um, the second one I definitely recognize, which is the trailer truck. That was the 94 riots, 93 riots, the Rodney That's, King riots. Rodney King. Yeah, yeah. He yep, was a Rodney random King. dude. I remember watching that with my friends, a random dude that got pulled out of his truck and just beaten. 
Then the explosion is Waco. Waco. I yep. definitely remembered that. And the White Bronco Simpson. The White Bronco Simpson. I didn't remember. I don't know what the other one is. Is there anything else? Is, uh, there's one more. Yeah. There's the beating. They. Sh- it's a close up. I don't know if they're showing. It's definitely not Rodney, Rodney King. There's one where they just show this quick clip of many people rioting, and maybe that's just the riots. The LA riots. Yeah. 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 Pretty crazy. I watched Wake Alive. That shit was fucking. Dude, that early. shit was bananas. <laughs> bananas. Yep. That was huge. But behind you, <laughs> do you like the neon gun sign? Yeah. Guns, <laughs> I, guns, guns. I've never seen that before, but that's that's cute. I uh, I took a trip down south back, uh, I don't know, last year. Nice. With, with Aaron. Went to uh, Myrtle Beach. Yep. One of the most fucking hilarious, like, you couldn't time this better in any kind of comedy. Like, got a rental car, turned on the fucking radio, channel one, and the Lord Jesus would love you and sit, flip the channel. Guns, guns, guns. Fucking like, amazing. Flip the channel, country song. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, dude, you could not script that better ever. Dude, dude, Those I, three I, things in a row. <laughs> I know you're not on, um, I know you're not on uh, Instagram, but uh, I posted a thing, a picture I took in Florida. Girls gun wild. Oh, nice. It's amazing. Actually, I'll paste it in the chat. You can guys go look at that for my Instagram. I just popped it in the chat. LibertyStreetGeek.net slash live, losers. Come join the live fun. Um, yeah, pretty funny. Hopefully, I link to the right thing and not an Ashland video. <laughs> <laughs> I always have that paranoia. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, do it, do it, do it. We see him walk up to the guns. And uh, then back to Mulder, guy just loves his uh, he and Belichick, right? With the sleeveless sweatshirt, he's he's kind of doing it, yeah, yeah. Belichick's so disrespectful though, because he's like, I'm not gonna cut it off the way you want me to, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna cut leave. off mid forearm, <laughs> I'm gonna leave like six inches of sleeve, yeah, a monster, too good, man, too good. But Mulder's doing a little joggy jog, and uh, well, he spots something on the side of the road as men toss something out. A bunch of dead bugs, flies. Yeah, just tossing dead bugs off of a truck. That is instantly intriguing, right? Yeah. God, that's weird. Mm. And boy, this brings back what will be a fan favorite. And the only reason they're back is, in fact, because of the goddamn internet. Mm -hmm. The the thing I bitch about so often. Um, What an iconic shot, by the way. Back to the lone gunman? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, they were. That was like a one-off. There was no intent to reuse them, but you know, Carter, man, he, he's smart. Just like with Sarah Smoke, man, he was not. You know, the actor was not written in as that role. He just had a kind of a looming presence, and then kept using him, and then kind of wrote more of it. And here, like the the internet had kind of been chiming for the lone mm. gunman, and brings him back. First time of many. No kidding. That's awesome. So they've got some stuff to say. In our April edition of Lone Gunman, we ran an article on the CIA's new CCDTH2128 fiber optic lens micro video camera. Small enough to be placed on the back of a fly. But I don't see that here. Right? Yep. This is an Asian cluster fly. Mm. Buyer says. Langley thinks it's been irradiated. Um, they go on some other theories. South American competing like cartels, you know, agricultural cartels, this whole thing. They go on and on. They're kind of they're kind of yammering, and then Mulder brings up, have you ever heard of LSDM? Mm. Langley is upset. Obviously, you've never read our August edition of TLG. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, that that uh, conflicted with my subscription of Celebrity Skin. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rohiki here. Where's Asking your about little where's your partner. Little? The way he says little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> says the man who's who could go toe to toe with DeVito. Ooh, I'd pay to see that, by the way. She's afraid of her love for you. <laughs> She's tasty. Yikes. Oh, God. Yeah, you don't get to do that one. No, don't do that anymore. Don't do that one. Tasty's not the way you want to say it. <laughs> it's it's men like you that give perversion a bad name. <laughs> line of the episode, man. Yeah, from Mulder. Nobody else can tell, oh, tell it that line. That's good. Yeah, exactly. But as per usual, when we, when we need the actual info dump, we go to buyers. Sure. He's great. Yep. The chemical you have in that report is called lysergic dimethrin, I believe. Yep. And then we just see these, <laughs> he puts on the videotape, uh, it's an unreleased experimental synthetic botanical insecticide. It attempts to act as a natural pheromone, right? And uh, there we go. We start hearing about DDT in the 50s. Dude, those sock videos are <laughs> impressive. <sighs> Man, I was reading like, up on DDT. Yeah. Ooh, boy, no good. No bueno. No. Liver, tum- <laughs> liver tumors, unless you like those. I don't know. Yeah. If you're into that. But um, yeah, 30 years later, they found uh, that women exposed had high rates of breast cancer. They convinced local officials it was even safe to spray on children. Take a take at a bureaucratic industrial heel drag before it was banned. Yeah, just showing videos, just hosing down kids in a pool as they're like, yay, the now, fog machine. <laughs> there's a conspiracy for you. Like the idea of just the lack of information available. Eesh. Perhaps incompetence, right? What's that great quote? Don't attribute to conspiracy that which can be attributed to like stupidity or something. I don't know the quote. I really butchered it. I apologize. Anyway. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. Farwaki, can I borrow those? If I can have Scully's phone number. Yeah. Let's go to some shitty, shitty NVG vision. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> real, terrible, dude. Real bad. We don't really know what NVGs look like, so. Dude. Kind of make it, kinda make they it green. Loved, they loved that. Just a green filter. Mm. You know, you know the only thing. Um, there, there are definitely more, but I know you and I have talked about it. But Sicario, <sighs> that's the one that strikes me the best as like that is literally so what badass. it looks like looking through like infrared and MVGs. Yeah, that's that, badass. When they're going into the tunnels, man, that shit is. <laughs> fucking movie rules. Um, <clears throat> well, Mulder, what are you doing? Hey, I think I see something over yonder orchard. I think it's a helicopter. <laughs> Let um, me drive into said orchard and walk around. Dude, he gets... You deserve to get sprayed. He's lucky he's not fuck. dead. Yeah. I mean, that is a... I mean, you're a person made for insects, but I mean, you took a heavy, a real heavy dose. <laughs> That's a real hard dose, man. Back helicopters. Yeah. Back helicopter. Chemtrails. Stealth yeah. helicopter. That's it. <clears throat> It's been declassified. And down he goes, getting low. <laughs> Maybe if I go down here, I can breathe. You know, if I have an, epi- uh, an episode, an, an issue with this episode, I kind of not sure how I feel about this next scene, right? we um, The blood stuff? Well, this whole thing with Larry, right? They, they're in the hospital. <sighs> Mulder has just been fucking blasted in the face with, with um, mm-hmm. Malphite or whatever they think it is. <laughs> 
DDT. And, um, <laughs> DDT. And the sheriff's there. Larry's there. You know, Larry's like, this is kind of crazy. You're talking about stealth helicopters and secret spraying. And Mulder's like, look at my skin. Like, dude, yeah, you have insecticide on you because you wandered into hey. a fucking orchard getting sprayed. Hey, Mulder, a flying vehicle carpet bombed you with poison. That's what happens. <laughs> it's still on you. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> You're a biological organism, Mulder. Why were you there? Huh? <laughs> Looking for spooky evidence? Yeah. But like Larry talking about the spookiness. But then when like the sheriff jumps on a Mulder side, which that might be a first, right? Like the yeah, law yeah, yeah, yeah. local law on Mulder side. And, and hang on a second there. The county supervisor just is like, dude. All right. Yeah. And we would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for you snooping FBI agents. So the like, only thing, this is like a weird, is this like a weird I'm protecting my small town kind of gig? Is that what they're going for here? Yeah. It's a weird thematic saying. choice. It's agriculture is the most important thing to this county. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, <laughs> you know, after after what happened out in California, the Malathion, we never would have gotten through, you know, through all the legal hoops in, in time. People People's lives are hurting. You know, there's farmers that are, that are in trouble. We need to need to make something happen. And yeah. so he basically just says, like, yeah, we're we're secretly and or illegally spraying a unlicensed insecticide. Mm-hmm. But there's no evidence that that has anything to do with with this, right? With with these with these crimes that we've talked about. Yeah, country lives on money generated from its crops. Irradiated flies were not affected. Effective delays on approval caused would have caused millions in crop damage. So he's not going to let it be ruined by a damn bug. So cancer for you, cancer for you, cancer for you, because we like love the, people. Cancer I, for I, you. <laughs> I like the fake out, though, with um, when we finally get Scalder. Oh, God. God damn it. Drink. Drink. When we finally get Scully and Mulder together, and um, Scully's telling Mulder, like, they're, I hate to say it, Mulder, but there's no, there's no evidence here. Like, I'm looking at your medical reports. There's no signs of increased adrenaline. There's this this unknown compound that we I saw before is not in you. And then Mulder looks up at the TV and sees that. Do it. Do oh, it now. Yeah, dude. And then it ends up just being like an like a a gym or exercise yeah, yeah, ad. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> a, but it's it's a fake out. But it's also what cues Mulder into his theory on what actually occurred here. And he also, you know, yeah. And he says, listen. She says, listen. It yes. The killer had chemical anomalies, right, Ms. McRoberts? But you're proof that it wasn't from exposure to LSDM. That's pretty big, Mulder. And that's when, you know, Spencer's like, can I see that chart? And she says, sure. And and uh, these are normal right here, right? And that's when Mulder says, are you familiar with subliminal messages? You mean like sex and ice cubes and liquor and ice cube ads? <laughs> <laughs> that's paranoia. No, in fact, it's the... it's. Uh, it's a fact that some department stores, I like how he says department stores. Yeah, 90s as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Use subliminal messages in their ambient music to deter shoplifting. And the Russians have been using advanced electro-sanolinographic techniques to control behavior. And this is connected to the spraying how? <laughs> I love that she just asked the question that needs to be asked. Electronic devices were destroyed by every perpetrator. I'm still waiting. And that's uh, when he drops a theory on us, which is uh, LSDM is known to invoke a fear response in cluster flies. What if the chemical causes the same reaction in humans? All the perpetrators were phobic. Tabor was claustrophobic. McRoberts' husband stated that she had a paranoia about rape. Mm-hmm. 
the insecticide heightened their already existing phobia to an unbearable level. Then the electronic devices relayed messages that told them to specifically what to do with their fear in order to alleviate it. The messages were all relayed purposely. By who? Why? Yeah, by who? Skelly here. Mm-hmm. Why? By who and why? Yeah. He just keeps M- Mulder talking. has the, the classic Exiles episode, fear. Yep. You know, those in power seek to use fear as a... Um, yeah, yeah, sure, but not this kind of fear, buddy. Buddy. It's a little extreme. You don't... Like, if you're trying to control a population, you don't want them all, like, willy-nilly murdering each other. Nope. You want them to be pacified. Yep. You want them to be pacified. And that's not going to happen if you create paranoia and murderish killing sprees. No, no, it's not. Yeah. Mulder, you're reaching, buddy. He's reaching, but this is as close as we actually get to an explanation Mm -hmm. in the episode, which I'm okay with. I I am uh, on the record as I enjoy... I enjoy episodes that aren't open and shut. I enjoy, you know, Mulder can float his theory out there, but I kind of like it when it's not 100% confirmed. Like, yeah, maybe he's right. There's nothing that proves that he isn't right. Right. But at the end of the day, it's a little bit up in the air. Yeah. But the official hey, explanation of the testing cannot be linked to the side effects of LSDM. That's the compromise. That's what... Spencer. When the sheriff... Yeah, Sheriff Spencer, who, by the way, probably one of those guys that thinks Elvis is dead, as, as Mulder, Mulder says. Great line. Mm-hmm. Um, when he comes back in, that's the deal. They're going to stop the testing. They're going to start. Um, I'm sorry. They're going to stop the spraying. They're going to start blood testing. Um, as long as the official, you know, report does not include anything about the, those, you know, this chemical, whatever they're using, having any correlation with the murders in question. Right. Well, then, Aaron in the chat says it would have been more fun if it was just hallucinations from the pesticide. Sure. I find it hard to believe the government is controlling my calculator and wristwatch. Yes. It's a good point because, you know, when Mulder... Not today. Your iWatch, maybe. Yeah. And, and, I mean, it could be... uh, Maybe not in 1994, was it? Yeah. I mean, Mulder might be wrong. Like, it might just be hallucinations because, yeah, there's, there's there's no way the government... Like, maybe on a couple of things that are connected, but, yeah, there's no way that there is like a little calculator or a wristwatch that is being manipulated to send a, send a message. Like it's too that, much. It's too, it's too out there. Yeah. Oh, just have a gas shortage. That's all. You will see panic rip through the cities. <laughs> <laughs> just go back to the bugs. Turn off the gas. Or the copper fire. See what happens. <laughs> then you'll get some nice panic. But doesn't yeah. take away from uh, some great moments like when we get, uh, let's get back to Ed here. Get yeah. back to uh, let's get back to old Eddie. Well, what's, what's he up to? Well, you know, just watching some some of the old boob tube and uh, that those incessant fucks with his blood drive, man. Just I, keep they banging keep that song. Yeah, is this? Are you guys trying to be funny? Is this? A We're f- going door to door. You're coming door to door for my blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I'm going Charles Whitman. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Too soon? No, no. That's uh, I mean, that's what he's doing. That's what this is, right? He's going Charles Whitman. He is. That's very. I mean, it has to be a correlation. It's got to be. Like, I mean, the Tower University shooting. I don't remember you know, where it was. Texas or something. You know what the biggest difference though between him and Whitman is? <laughs> Whitman's uh, pretty sad. Discipline sad to say. And, just, discipline and marksmanship. <laughs> I just. That's I wanna... a United States Marine that can accomplish his task. <laughs> Not this fucking flimsy like can't hold their job. <laughs> 
None this of you fucking- dumbasses know. <laughs> Full metal jacket. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> None of you dumbasses know. <laughs> Fuck, man. And you want to get up in a bell tower and you want to do some work? You look at Charles Whitman. Yeah, man. I'll give you a hint. Was he born north or south of the Mason Dixon? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, sorry. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> okay. Florida. Uh, by the way, if you're wondering. Killed 14 people and wounded 31, in case you're wondering. Wow. That's with a bolt action weapon, okay? None of this, that bullshit out in Vegas with like. Yeah, 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 yeah. 12 like bump stock automatic weapons lined up firing into a crowd. Yeah. This is this is individual marksmanship, okay? Like those are legit kills. Those aren't just like wildly firing into a crowd. As legit as you can be <laughs> when you are a combat veteran firing unarmed civilians. Well, I mean Dean. Wait wait a minute. I know. Do you know, do you know how you I, shoot at women I, and I, children? No, you know what I was gonna say? <laughs> I was gonna take a dig at you and say, isn't that what you guys always are doing? ah fuck i'm just teasing all right so he's losing his fucking mind blood i'll give you blood if you want blood you got it right little acdc there is kind of like a weird there's a weird mixed thing here where there's this talk about this cholesterol test and then there's I, i guess that's the cover Right, the cholesterol test is is the government, like by government, I mean small, like local, like that's the county government secretly testing for this thing, right? Like my my guess was this was local small time corruption. In well, attempt- I don't even, yeah, right, right in attempts to like he said, like basically what he admitted to cover true? their ass. Correct. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, this all this shit basically drives uh, is the last straw for good Mister Funch. Can I ask a question? Winter. Sure. What is his position within the town? County supervisor. County supervisor. I don't so know that, what that means. That means he's an elected official. Yep. Because he works for the county. Yeah, yep. okay. So, you know, if you lose millions of dollars in crop revenue, you're not getting elected. I get it. Nope. Yeah. Fucking A. Give them all cancer. <laughs> Story checks out. <laughs> a fucking monster. You know, because he might have to work for a living. He can't just fucking stroll onto a crime scene with his sport coat, unironically thrown over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> he, he might have to fucking work bastard yeah well let's talk about it this is intense man it's pretty uh, yeah pretty visceral yeah you don't get a lot of um you don't get a lot of this kind of murdering in the x-files you know what i mean yeah this is intense and well and i don't I'm think not he, kill, even, he doesn't really kill anybody does he no look at his fucking shooting stance there's I, no I, way no i know he, that but i'm just this saying isn't he, a charles whitman no but but he's i almost feel like he's not i feel like maybe he's just not trying to kill people no, actually, that that's a good point. Like we're we're, we're busting balls. Is he but, is he crying for help here? Is he? I mean, there's other ways I, to disrupt blood drives. Definitely don't use the Tower 308 approach. It's not going to end well for you. Maybe well, throw some firecrackers and run around naked. I guess that's you know, the iron, like, right? It, it, is at the end of the day, the the really interesting thing about Ed is that he he's one of these. He's a victim that then becomes a killer. Like, right. like the other seven or eight they've mentioned, of which two we've seen, all of them are driven by some kind of phobia, right? Yep. But his is about blood. His phobia is blood. So he's being driven to kill by a phobia of blood. So what he doesn't want to see is blood. So it's this weird thing. 
and on top of that, the fact that like, yeah, you, you are supposed to kind of feel bad for him. This really gets into something I like to call um, pathos. Okay. The pathos of this character, which is something that tell us I think about. I just kind of, well, it just kind of came to my mind. Can't tell you, us about this pathos you probably you've have, discovered. You probably <laughs> haven't heard of it before. But, I, but when you're done explaining it, I probably haven't. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest but, with you. But it is cool that, like, ultimately, I mean, he's, a, he's supposed to be a very sympathetic villain. And he's up there. He's clearly losing his goddamn marbles. He's mm-hmm. he's laughing. He's screaming at himself. He's he's shooting, but he's. I mean, you can see him, and we're joking about it. Mm, but like this is not, this is where Sanderson's no. really pushing the envelope here, man. He's acting great. He's acting great. Yes, he's really good. Here. It's really painful. And when Mulder finally confronts him, like he's he's about to do what what we've seen before, right? It's suicide by cop. Sure. Yep. He's trying to get Mulder to kill him. He is. I can't. They won't let me. And then he says, "You." But I like I like Mulder's Mulder. Mulder kind of rocked this different kind of do this season. And it, when it's dry, it has kind of like a childlike, whimsical nature about it. That frizziness. This the frizziness is very childlike. But it also, yeah. when he's sweating and it's kind of wet around his ears and forehead, and he says, "I know, Ed. You almost you get it." He's like, "Yeah, you you get me." You know, he has a, he looks crazy too. I guess is my point. And that's. <laughs> That's, boy, could have just said that, asshole. Abridged, okay? Especially if your description's terrible. Podcasting lessons for all. Uh, he looks crazy. He looks like he could relate to him. There you go. Weed whacker yep. haircut, says CK. I like, I like it. it. Close enough. I like it a lot. <clears throat> but yeah, he eventually, uh, Mulder, you know, he he's, I guess, seen enough, read enough, learned enough about this individual that he, he knows to bring up the blood. And that's what kind of mm-hmm. freaks him enough that he... He still kind of spazzes out, but not in a directly threatening way. And that's mm-hmm. Mulder's window to kind of close in. They grapple. Ed loses the gun, and Mulder subdues him easily. He, yeah, I mean, look. I at mean, him. yeah, this guy was ready to quit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's it. That's uh, that's the end of our thread here. It is, and uh, wow, our boy shows up, Spencer, right? And he says, uh, "Agent Scully will examine him at the hospital. You can call her there." And that's when Mulder says, I want unrestricted access to him for questioning. Mulder, you know more about what happened to him than he does. Great line. Yeah. Pretty wild to think about. And that's when um, we get a pretty abrupt ending to this one. He gets the message on his phone, right? <laughs> yeah. <Did> you, just, <laughs> you see what Ben Prue put in the uh, that was, Facebook that page? That was amazing. <laughs> that, was, that made me laugh out loud. Yeah. And, uh, well, I guess that's it. All done. Bye-bye. So where are you at on this? You know, I uh, I like it. Me too. I like I, I definitely like it. There's some things I really like about it. There's there's a lot of moments in this episode that are awesome. The thing that stops it being like a love for me is that it just doesn't have it doesn't quite have enough like connective tissue to make it all kind of work. Hmm. I have a um I, I have um I'm kind of jumping right into my final thoughts, but do you want to jump in with a listener comment, maybe? No, no. I, I, I don't. Actually, I should just let you go. Just go. Just do your thing, oh, man. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, that, I, that's about it. I am going to get to a uh, listener comment or two, but basically, this is, this is a lot of fun. This is some great moments. Um, there's multiple comments to talk about comparing this to like a Twilight Zone episode, and I think that's a, that's a really good take on this episode is that, you know, X-Files and Twilight Zone definitely share some DNA. 
Yes. <clears throat> but but in particular, this is one where you enter a very small, like, you know, Twilight Zone is often very small geographically. It's a, it's a town, it's a scene, it's a whatever. And <clears throat> there is a, a thing that's happening and there's no real explanation for it. And there's never an explanation by the end. Um, and kind of just the characters explore that and may or may not affect it. Some X-Files episodes are very much like that. Some are a little bit less like that, mm, but sure. here you really have that. And um, uh, I mean, ultimately though, the, the thing that is nice, which we don't always see is that Mulder and Scully do make an effect Mulder m- more so just because of the writing. Cause Scully is kind of a uh, Jillian Anderson not being as available. Um, <clears throat> but you know, he does make an effect and I like it. I like the performances. I like the moments. I like the tension. I like the the paranoia, the tie-in, the, you know, there's the stuff about pesticides. There's the stuff about subliminal messaging. It's kind of like a lot thrown in one episode. It doesn't all necessarily add up to something that makes sense, but I like on it. the on the positive side, it leaves you with some vagueness. So I would say it's a little convoluted, but it's the thing that gives that a break is that it doesn't have to make sense at the end. It just has to lead to a question and it does. And I like uh, I like the that. rides the ride's worth it for me. So that's what I got. Um it is a smorgasbord of conspiracy theory light, right? Which isn't bad. But here's the one you said connecting tissue. I like it. I'm going to actually go a little bit different on that with the same... I'm going to follow that path, I guess is what I'm saying. I think part of my problem with the episode... By the way, like it. Let's start there. I liked it. Okay. Um, it's, it's, um, it suffers from... It suffers from... I didn't... I, I wasn't compelled enough to believe in the decision to action from Sanderson. Now, let me say that I was more convinced with Ashlyn's character, okay? Being in a dark place, being afraid, getting nervous, reacting, fighting, stabbing. In, in, in other words, panicking as a result of her phobia, which may have been exacerbated by an illegal pesticide. I get in the moment doing that. What I would have believed more is Sanderson going to the, gun, to the guns in the fucking mall and turning them right there and opening fire when he was panicking in the moment not in a almost calculated sense, climbing a clock tower. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I like that we get it. Like, I like the scene. It's probably a standout scene. It's also very, it's haunting. It's creepy. Anytime you put a guy, especially a white guy, in a tower with a <laughs> rifle, it's like, oof, man, that is, some, that is some heavy shit. But I think part of my problem with the episode is, let me compare it to They Live, which isn't fair because it's a whole film. The thing I like about They Live if you haven't seen the film, put on the glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Roddy Piper. If you haven't seen the film, one of the cool things about it is that we're seeing, when we put on the sunglasses of truth, we see a billboard, but we see what it really says and it relates to the picture. Buy more, obey, breed, whatever it's saying, right? And that is an insidious influence on you over time. That's cool. Whereas in this, it's like more Manchurian candidate. And she's like, kill, boom. And then you go kill, right? That's cool too. I guess my point is, I just like the idea of this almost dystopian pushing it into your mind subliminally over time and altering your behavior over a long time kind of thing. Now that begs the question, it's possible these subliminal messages were pounding in his head for a long time. Maybe they weren't, I don't really know. But I guess my point is, I just find the they live approach to subliminal messaging a little bit more interesting than I do 
this approach to it as it relates to the main guy in Sanderson. I actually think it works better for the woman who is quite fearful of her attacker in the moment and then just reacts. Do you know what I mean? And even when Mulder's there, he's like, I'm going to, she's like, fuck, he knows. I got to get out of here. And she panics and like that, even that's pretty cool. I just, I like the way it played out less with him, even though I love the scene. And this happens to me a lot when I watch things. I go, wow. First of all, Sanderson crushes the bell tower scene. It's a great scene. I love the tension. It's awesome. But when I peel back a couple of layers, I go, but but getting there is just the, the struggle for me. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. But I still like it. And that's the thing. You know, I like the episode. I dig it. It's not, if 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 I want to, because we spent most of our time just talking about what happened and, and you know, a lot of the stuff we love, which for the most part, we like a bunch of this episode. I guess just for fun, I'm, I'm trying to, to extrapolate the connectivity that sh- that I struggled with in this. And that's kind of where I'm landing. I would say, I guess, listening to you talk about it while I thought about my own thoughts, I would just come back and say, I think this is an episode better watched as an experience than something that you sit there and think about and talk about. Yeah, as is the it's case a- with most things, I think. Yeah, it, but not, like, not, not in a shitty way. No, no, no. Like, yeah, I gotcha. I, I mean, they literally, I know... I saw some notes about this that they they didn't have a specific idea in mind. Like right, they right, right, right. Kind of just went with like a hey, let's kind of keep it vague, whatever. And I mean, it works like that. Just it's a fun ride, and it's fun. And that's it. Yeah. Listen, comments. Yeah. You uh, you want to start? You want me to start? I can go. Um, go ahead. Monica Mitsakas Rock says, "I think this is a solid monster of the week episode." The X-Files has a long history of exploring technology's role in society as something that strikes both fear and wonder into the human psyche. These people are so smart, Josh. She continues by saying, the episode goes, excuse me, the episode does a good job portraying this theme and lets the viewer question the sociological and psychological impact of scientific advancement. In this case, the inclusion of the chemical spraying shows a lack of focus for the episode. But nonetheless still contributes to the overall theme present. My favorite part of the episode, though, is the scene in the department store when we get a flash of history lessons of violence in American society. Shout out to the white Bronco. (laughs) Awesome. That's a great... I I picked that comment because it's just a very succinct way to describe the episode, and um, and I think she's onto something there. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I'm going to go back to uh, old fan favorite, Camarita Des McCoy. Real talk, I love this episode. My nostalgia blinders are fully engaged. Yeah, there are some plot holes and silly conveniences. Yeah, some of the one-off characters are a little wooden. Don't care. We got a classic conspiracy theory story. We got a bunch of awesome Mulderisms. We get the lone gunman. We get Scully's utter shock when Mulder quickly dismisses aliens as the cause of the mysterious spree killings. Love it, love, love it. Zero objectivity. Awesome. I have another one. Yeah. Danielle Cutter. Danielle Cutter says... I've always liked this episode. It reminds me of Maximum Overdrive, except it's good. Pause. Editorializing. Danielle, the Maximum Overdrive comparison is pretty awesome, actually. Technology run amok, right? Um, the difference is, is in Maximum Overdrive, technology is overtly murdering people. Like, you know, lawnmowers are running people over and shit. But, um, but that, was a, that was a good comparison. She continues by saying, one of my favorite things about the show is how it dealt with technology and the unknown. So many things... Where new, when the show aired, cell phones, computers, the internet, excuse me, I want to correct her real quick, it's cellular phones. And the show really went out of its way to make us fear them. Mm. I like that. 
I like that. Um, I'll, I'll I'll wrap up with one more too. Go Let's go go a bunch. Uh, Wesley Ruff, who um, also, if you're not on the Facebook page, get on it because he uh, threw up a screenshot of X Files number two. That's amazing, by the way. From 1995, when a letter he wrote in was printed. That's a good that's writer. Real real nerd cred. Pretty good writer too at that age. Pretty good shit. Also, can I just say this real quick? The only rough, here's weird NHL hockey trivia. The only rough I ever knew, the only person I ever knew with the name Ruff was former Buffalo Sabres coach, Josh, Lindy Ruff. Ooh. Oh. Going way back. I like it. I don't know if he coaches still. He might, but yeah. Somebody be like, he's dead. <laughs> Whoops. Anyway, Wesley Ruff, continue. Um, so part I want to read, this episode does a great job building off historical facts like our government spraying DDT on its own citizens in the 50s, Malathon spraying in California, LSD experiments, University of Texas, and creating an interesting enough story, though a little hodgepodge. I enjoy that we never really get an answer as to who is responsible, leaving the audience to wonder. We did talk about that. We, I think we, we hit a lot of those things, <clears throat> and those are the things that I think we definitely enjoyed. Mm. I think going back to the, the last comment that I read before that, um, you know, the things that kind of, uh, I think we didn't give enough love to is that, dude, I really fucking love the lone gunman. Yeah, they rule. And I'm really glad that they came back here. And that, that really was a, a, a way to start to include them in the show more, uh, more continuously. So, Hell yeah, man. And, 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 you know, we, we mentioned it briefly, but it's def- the, the episode's handicapped by the fact that you don't really have much Jillian Anderson to use. Like that sure, just, sure. that's. That's going to be a big factor. So, right. But yeah, like it. I like it. You like it. Yep. And um, that's it. Next week, Josh. Sorry. Next time is the better way to say it. Next time we get Tony Todd. I remember this one pretty damn me, well. Me too. Tony Todd. It's interesting. We are... Um, Candyman, right? Candyman. Yeah. And Worf's brother. He's great. But this oh, guy... Really? Yeah, that's him. Kern... Commander Kern. I had to t- I had to stop myself from killing Commander Riker in the elevator today. <laughs> Fucking awesome. I remember the only thing I remember from the episode is um the whole Vietnam thing. I yep. remember Candyman and yep. Crycheck. Yes. That's all I remember too. Yep. And um yeah, it seems to be like we're going after the uh the relevant topical situations at the time, right? A a Vietnam vet. He's gonna be troubled, I'm guessing. So yeah, looking forward to watching that one again. It's been a long time. And I'm gonna tell you. Listeners are in for a treat, Josh. Because after Sleepless, they are going to get Dwayne Barry and Ascension. Because they're done. Oh, yeah. Back to back. Yep. So they're going to get an episode, an episode, and an episode. You're going to get four episodes in two weeks? Not bad. I guess is how that works out. Not bad. Not bad at all. So there you have it. <clears throat> um, and then after that, we are doing our special oh, little... commentary. Yeah. So what you're telling me is I only have to prepare once in the next how many episodes? <laughs> uh, winning. Winning. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Well, this was, uh, as usual, tons of fun. Yes, sir. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to uh, to all the X-Files coming their way. You know, if they're not fortunate enough to have gotten us on the first go-around here, they're going to be pumped. They're going to so many episodes. Pretty wild. Yep. Yep. Well, do you want to tell, tell these good people goodbye? Thanks for hanging out. I still don't really know how to use the word pathos. Pathos.